0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. couple of announcements before we start. Number one, we are sadly without Andy, because he's having internet connectivity problems. Apparently, when you live in the wilderness, internet can be an issue. So, we're going old school this episode, with the original three... Kells. How y'all doing out there? And Neil answering the questions. How's everybody doing? It's
1: kind of a dumb question because they can't actually answer me.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it's a polite question. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows, maybe people when they're listening to the show will say, I'm doing fine, Neil. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm known for my politeness. You are, you're a, you're a kind soul. So that was the first announcement. Uh, announcement number two we are recording this podcast as you know from beautiful northwest arkansas and about the time we're recording this is the ramp up to bikes blues and barbecue which is either the second or third largest motorcycle uh, rally gathering in the country i don't know if we've if we've passed daytona yet we're not anywhere near as big as sturgis but if you hear the throaty rumble of a motorcycle in the background. That's why. (laughs) So, Neil, what are the rules?
1: Well, the rules are every week we have a theme. And in that theme there, you have six categories. Each category has four questions worth 10 points each, possibly a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then a final question that's worth up to 100 points. And today's theme is, I don't know, because I'm not asking any questions today.
0: Dun, dun, dun. I can guarantee you, I will not lose today oh, because I'm asking the questions. Oh, the platt Yeah, it's it's Kells versus Neil today, people. This is kind of an uncomfortable position for me. Well, I think you'll be able to manage, especially with the topic, which was chosen by mama of the show, Susan L., our first patron. This is the second of our patron-fueled episodes. She wanted to hear a show all about horror movies. I like horror movies. Kels, do you watch many horror
1: movies?
2: Uh yeah, I do. I enjoy a good a good horror
0: movie. Shout out to Bodie there.
2: Horror,
0: <laughs> horror. Well, it wouldn't be a brain ladle quiz if we didn't start off with category one. Science. Yes. Yes. Oh just stick a fork in me now. Well put a stake in your heart right now. <laughs> you, get a, you get one point for sticking with the theme, Neil. Good job. Question one in science. Victor Frankenstein reanimated his monster with a lightning bolt. This process was inspired by the work. Of what noted Italian surgeon? Hmm. Noted Italian surgeon? For clarification, this is a real person. Not Victor oh. Frankenstein. The Italian oh. surgeon. And this is what Mary Shelley drew the inspiration from. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to like it. I mean, there's so
1: many early... 19th century Italian surgeons that come to mind, I uh, have a guess locked in.
0: All right, Neil, what's your guess? I'm guessing
1: Galvani. I don't even know if that's a real name, but I think <laughs> that somebody named Galvani probably did something related to electricity at some point.
0: Okay. Kells?
2: okay um i'm going to preface my answer with i have logic it's just super incorrect but okay so the great freddie mercury educated me on uh thunderbolts and lightning very very frightening me and i went with galileo galileo yeah it's interesting logic i mean he Are was he... an astronomer
0: not a surgeon. right but he, uh... <laughs> that's all i had Well, I hope you're sitting down, Neil, because the correct answer is Luigi Galvani. (laughs) What? Wow. I have a fascinating trivia nugget with this one. I hope you do. So in 1786, Dr. Galvani placed two metal rods at the ends of a severed frog leg, and the frog leg twitched. He, He presumed that it twitched because of the inherent electricity within the muscles of the frog. Well, there was another noted Italian scientist of the time whose last name was Volta, oh. who disputed this and said it was from static electricity in the air. And these, this particular scientific discussion indirectly led to the, uh, well, not indirectly, directly led to the invention of the battery. Really? Mm-hmm. So thank you, Mary Shelley. Yeah, it was really good. I have a link to where I found this information. We can put it on the... on. We I can tweet it out later, but it is fascinating. Neil, how kinda, did you ever come up with Galvani? You weren't even sure if it was a name.
1: <laughs> well, so... I was my first thought was when i when i heard the first part of the question that it was going to be like edison or tesla but then i realized that that's way they're way too late for for mary shelley to write about
2: and not italian
1: i started thinking about well yeah there's that too (laughs) and then um i started thinking about like electrical processes and i think galvanization is like a electroplating kind of process Mm. and And I thought, well, Galvani kind of sounds vaguely Italian, and that's what I guessed.
0: That is why you write the questions and we try to answer them. (laughs) I sincerely don't stand a chance.
2: I hope it's like (laughs) just straight up five categories of movies after this, or (laughs) or we can go ahead and take me to the glue factory after this one.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of movie questions coming up. (laughs) Okay. Question number two, by what mechanism? Was Mr. Hyde separated from Dr. Jekyll? I didn't know that they ever separated. Well, they were two distinct individuals. How was Dr. Hyde drawn out of? Oh, I got you. Yeah. Um, I'm locked in. Sure. I'm locked in. Kells, what do you got?
2: I wrote down metamorphosis. Neil?
1: I have this really vague recollection that they drank things to switch back and forth, so I wrote down potion or a chemical drink of some kind.
0: Well, I have here, they used a serum. I will accept potion. It's essentially some alchemical potion, some kind of scientific brew that he drank to transform. So Neil, you are correct. Excellent. Question number three. The island of Dr. Moreau from nineteen ninety six features animal human hybrids. This is an example of what? And for a bonus, in the original work written by H. G. Wells, how did he explain how the hybrids came to be? I locked in. Okay, um, I'm locked in. Neil?
1: I guessed uh, gene editing or gene splicing. Mm-hmm. And then for the bonus, I'm guessing he called it Lamarckism. Ooh,
2: I like
0: it. Kels?
2: I want the name of the hybrid. And I thought when you add a human and an animal together, it was a chimera.
0: Kells, I like your answer I like your answer very much It's not exactly what I was looking for But I'm going to give you three points for that good answer I will take three points What I was looking for is Genetic splicing or gene editing And For the purposes of the bonus H.G. Wells Described the animal Human hybridization process As vivisection Oh vivisection yeah yeah he just chopped pieces off of animals and slapped them onto people and vice versa hmm. this movie this series of movies was very interesting because it showed how science how are the audience's understanding of science changed over time because in 1896 vivisection was the most logical fantastical way to do this there was a film in 1970 with Burt Lancaster, and it was through drugs. It was through a serum. And in the 90s, it was genetic editing. So if they remake this movie in 2035, it will be cloning or something like that. It's so a very good job, man. You know your horror movie science. Sure do. He <laughs> just knows science. And I guess well sometimes too. You guess extremely well, frustratingly so- well.
1: Uh, So a a nugget about my bonus Lamarckism uh, was, if if I'm getting the name right, was kind of a predecessor of evolution, Mm -hmm. where for a time people thought that if you made a change to a parent, then their children would inherit that change. So like if you cut off someone's toe and they had a baby, then the baby would not have that toe, which seems kind of dumb because it's pretty obvious to prove that's not true. But that was kind of the case for a while.
0: (laughs) That's fascinating. (laughs) Oh man I'd hate to have been in the test group for that (laughs) Let's prove the theory (laughs) (laughs) Question number four In horror movie science Dr. Herbert West Is the scientist In what cult classic Based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft And For a bonus The concoction he uses for his experiments Is what color Locked in. All right. Two guesses coming up. Locked in. Let's hear your two guesses, Kells. No, wait a minute, before you say anything, are these Neil type guesses or are these real type guesses? Wouldn't they be the same? No, because Neils aren't guesses, they're knowledge drawn from the ether. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, we can count that one out. These are (laughs) these are hopes and wishes right here.
0: Okay, so so this is pixie dust we're looking at here. Yes, it is. All right, sprinkle some dust on me. All right, sprinkle me, man. All right, um,
2: I, I'm hoping that this is the reanimator. hmm And for color, I just went with green. Seems very Lovecraftian. You know it. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is the reanimator. Oh. I think there were three different movies. And I guessed uh that it would be black
0: because that's the most dark crafty color thing. Yeah. <laughs> love, 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 love yeah.
2: Crafty in color.
0: Well, the movie poster is very famous. It shows Dr. Herbert West on the cover of the on on the poster with his giant syringe for the movie Reanimator. Oh. The syringe is full of neon green fluid. <gasps> Congratulations, Kells. 12 points for you. Really 10 really points weird. for Neil. You are fully on the board. <laughs> I'm getting smoked. It's anybody's game. It's still anybody's game. Neil, what are the scores? I have
1: Kells with 12 and Neil with 40.
2: 15.
1: Oh, I forgot the three points for the... Uh, for the
2: yeah, I got the field goal. I got the field goal. So. All
1: right, so 15 to 40. Kells
2: <laughs> is
0: not in the lead. I'm inching closer. Category two in horror movies is music. Okay. Andy would have said something. Come on. <laughs>
1: uh, the Beatles are pretty much a horror show. Is that what he would say?
0: Yeah. Sadly, no Beatles questions on my horror movie music quiz. Oh, no. I know. It's not a show without the Beatles at least once, is it?
1: But no, I don't pay enough attention to Andy to know what he would say in that instance. So. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Question number one. In the 1998 film Fallen, starring Denzel Washington and John Goodman, the fallen angel Azazel, possesses people, and subsequently uses them to kill. What is the song ominously sung by the possessed?
2: This is, and this is very rare, but this is like one of maybe three or four Denzel Washington movies I've never seen. Really? Yes. Wow, it's a good movie. Yeah, that's what I heard. I just haven't had the opportunity to watch it. So I'm going to guess a song that, if
0: used by people trying to kill you, uh, before you lock in. Before you lock in, I have an easy mode. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. The song is a Rolling Stones hit.
2: Locked
1: in.
0: Man.
2: Uh. Sure. I'm gonna go with that one. I'm locked in. Neil.
1: I guessed that based on the way you described it, I went with sympathy for the devil.
2: Good guess. Kels. Pleased to meet you. Not as good a a guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. That's part of the that's part of sympathy for the devil.
0: I know. Is that what you guessed? Yes. That was my lead into my guess. Well, the correct answer is time is on my side. Because in the film, Azazel would body jump. So time is on his side because he's eternal. Ah. Yeah. Stupid Azazel. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. What is the name of the iconic theme from The Exorcist? And for a bonus, did this theme win the Oscar? Uh I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kells.
2: Tubular Bells and I guess yes.
1: Neil. I said sympathy for the devil, and I guess no.
0: <laughs> well, Neil, you are incorrect with your answer, but the bonus you are correct. The, the the song did not win the Oscar for that year. Kells, you are correct with the song. But not the bonus. Zutalo. It is tubular bells. Do you know what won the Oscar that year for best I song? Don't. You know, I don't. I didn't look
2: that deeply. Do you? No, because I would have guessed no
0: if I knew it. <laughs> well, for this, for the, for the sake of the show, I'm going to look it up because it was 1973. The morning after. Oh God. The morning after. Yes.
2: The morning after.
1: That's the only part I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's very kind of slow. Uh, not, not really folk music, but definitely like adult contemporary.
2: Okay.
0: Not who cool. <laughs> <laughs> not cool. Uh, who sang it? Once I saw it was the morning after. I went, what the what? <laughs> oh, that's oh, terrible. What was the song, Andy? Oh,
1: it was from the Poseidon Adventure. Oh. By Maureen McGovern.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's great. Wow. (laughs) Question number three is a bit of a deep dive, but I like the question. Okay. American Psycho, starring Christian Bale, features a classic kill where Patrick Bateman, Attacks a rival with an axe, all while extolling the virtues of Huey Lewis and the News. What song, from the band's album Four, was playing as the murder took place? Locked in. No, I've never seen this movie. Oh, you're missing out, man. That's a good movie.
2: But I know some Huey Lewis and the News songs. Can you galvanize your way
0: to an answer? <laughs> uh... By songs, I mean, like, three. That's more than one. So the plural a, <laughs> applies.
1: Well, the problem is now he has to pick between three. If he only knew one, it would be easy.
2: Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right. I, sure. Locked in. Neil? I think it was hip to be square. Yes. By that, by that exclamation, I'm guessing that's what you said, Kels?
2: Yeah, because I had to. It took everything in me not to put Power of Love. I was like, eh, that seems a little too on the nose. I want hip
0: to be square. Uh, the correct answer is hip to be square. Question number four in the music category Bernard Herrmann composed perhaps the most famous piece of music ever heard in horror, simply entitled The Murder. What film was this music in? Hmm. Ooh, no, no. That...
2: Locked in. Okay. I'm locked in. Neil?
1: I'm guessing that it was the violin song that's playing during the murder scene in Psycho, the shower scene.
2: Kells? Wow. That is amazing. I was hoping it was just a ch, ch-, ch- in Friday the 13th, but that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> the correct
0: answer is psycho. <laughs> well played. I was, I
1: was, tor- I was kind of torn between that and done it, done the <laughs> dogs thing. I, I figured awesome. that was probably John Williams. That yeah. was John
0: Williams. John Williams. Still, the reason I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Neil, what are the scores?
1: At the end of round two, Neil has 62 and Kells has 35.
0: It's anybody's game. Category three is possession. Oh, nice. <laughs> Question number one. It's Chris Carter. What it- <laughs> nine, nine tenths of the law. <laughs> Question number one. What is the name of the demon that possessed poor little Reagan in The Exorcist? Locked in.
1: Shoot. Okay. Hang on. Kells, you're locked in? Yes, sir. It's got some Z's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most good demons do. Most good demons. Uh, Zazel, hello. <laughs> it's, it's like. Zazu or Pazu seems like it has a P in it. Okay, I'm going to lock in Pazu, but I don't think that's right.
0: So you're locked in with Pazu? Yeah. Kels? I said Pazu-zoo. Oh, uh,
1: was there an extra zoo?
0: There's an extra zoo, Neil. Uh, it is he was really so, close.
2: If you weren't so far ahead, I'd be like, "Man, give him half credit."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna follow Kell's rules. That it since kel has got it exactly right, I can't give you any credit. Um, that's good. But damn, fine guess. Very good. I love hearing the way your brain works. It's awesome. I know it had zoos. It had. It's got two zoos, just not just one zoo. <laughs> It had multiple zoos. Multiple zoos. Question number two. Annabelle tells the story of a doll possessed by a vengeful spirit. It is based on a real doll in the possession of Ed and Lorraine Warren, famous demonologists. What type of doll is the real Annabelle doll? Locked in. Locked in. Wow. (laughs) Kells. Raggedy Ann. Neil. It's a Raggedy Ann doll. It's a raggedy and all question. Number three, we all know all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. (laughs) The doomed Torrance family consists of Jack Torrance, Danny Torrance, and who? (laughs) Shelly Duval. Olive olive oil. (laughs) Olive oil. She was played by <laughs> Shelly Duvall. What was her name? Oh my gosh.
2: It's. <clears throat> it's oh, it. Yeah. I think I, I got it. I got it.
0: Yeah. I'm like I'm like Okay. It. Okay. Neil. Wendy. Ooh, Kells. Wendy. Shout out to our cohort, Andy. It is Wendy Torrance. <laughs> I have a bonus. If I have a bonus if you'd like. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. What is what is the name of the ghost who tells Jack to correct his wife and which eventually possesses him? Locked in. Uh, I don't remember this.
2: I'm locked in. Kells. I'm hoping that doing double duty in this category, and I said Pazuzu.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of Pazuzu.
2: <laughs> Meal.
1: I think it was a much more, uh, much more exotic name than Pazuzu. I think it was Tony. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, the the correct answer is Delbert Grady. Delbert Grady, yeah, or Grady. Final question in possession. What 2005 film had the audience? question whether the possession was real or not I'm locked then so there are a whole bunch of possession
1: slash exorcism movies there are and I've bunch. probably seen most of them mm. and my wife there was a time when we, we would see every horror movie that came into the theater like on the day it was released and this is probably one of them And if she had heard this question, she'd probably be smacking me upside the head. (laughs) So I'm just going to go with the one that stands out in my head the most
2: and I'm locked in Kells. Well, if it's what I think it is, the prosecutor was trying to convince everybody that it was just epilepsy. And this would be The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Neil? So my answer was The Exorcism
0: of Emily Rose. Those are correct answers from both of yes. you. Neil, what are the scores?
1: At the end of round three, I have 92 and Kells has 75.
0: Catching up, Kells. <laughs> Category four in the horror movie quiz is Blockbusters. Each uh, of these films earned over a hundred million dollars. Oh, that's a lot of dollars. That's a lot of dough. Question number one: Sufferers of colrophobia should steer clear of this film, which grossed over three hundred and twenty-seven million dollars. Locked out. What is this called? Cobra. Col- oh, col- what? <laughs> Cobra phobia. Okay. No, it's it's a colrophobia. C O U L R O phobia There is an easy mode for Kells if you would like it
2: Um
0: I'm going to be mad when I when I say yes to this but yeah I'd like the easy mode uh, This film was released in 2017 2017 How much did it make 327 million dollars So it's a good chance I saw this I think you did. Cause I got a feeling. I went to the
2: drive-in to see this. That's even worse. Yeah. I went to the drive-in to see both, actually, because... So what I think it is, part two just came out not too
0: long ago. I'm locked in. Uh, Neil, what is colorephobia? It's the fear of clowns. hmm <laughs> And the answer is it. Kells? you will float down here. Um... I went with it. Good job, guys. The correct answer is it. Question number two. This 1999 film earned over $293 million at the box office. Its protagonist earned an Oscar nomination, and its director was given the opportunity to make many more movies to put twists in. Locked in.
1: I feel like there's a clue in there.
0: There were. (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, I'm locked in with a guess. I don't know. Well, what's your guess, Neil? I guess The Sixth Sense. Kells? Uh, Apparently,
2: it nabbed uh, Bruce Willis' uh, best actor nomination.
0: It did not. It didn't. Who was the protagonist of that movie? Haley Joel Osment? Haley Joel Osment was the important. Um, he did. Got you. It's six cents anyway. I knew
2: you knew. <laughs> the, cor- the correct answer is six Sense. That's what I was confused about. I was like, he got nominated for that? With the kid. Yeah, yeah,
1: that confused me too. I, I mean, I figured it had to be an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. But but then I was thinking of Signs. But that didn't seem right. Because I didn't think that that was like his first movie. And so... I went back a little bit to the sixth
0: sense well you went back to the right place that makes me so happy (laughs) I can tell (laughs) I am happy stop (laughs) question number three this 2000 film starred Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer as husband and wife trying to survive in a haunted house it grossed over 155 million dollars Oh,
2: I know this, because I remember this commercial. It's, I'm locked in. Okay. I just keep thinking of a Nicole
1: Kidman movie that didn't have Harrison Ford in it, and that's not the right one.
0: (laughs) I know the movie you're talking about. (laughs) That movie didn't make $100 million. It would have been on the quiz.
2: (laughs) But I am your daughter.
0: Yeah, that was... Ooh.
1: Okay, I'm
0: locked in. All right, Kels, what have you got? I went with What Lies Beneath. Neil.
1: I went with Indiana Jones and The Haunted House.
0: <laughs> I, I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is What Lies Beneath. <laughs> Question number four this 2018 offering whispered its way to a 188 million dollar haul locked in hmm. <laughs> there is an easy mode if you want it hmm. whispered its way you say that's what i said hmm. and i'm going blank i'll take the easy mode this film starred the husband and wife team of john Kras- krasinski oh, and Emily Blunt. Locked in. Neil?
1: The Quiet Place. Or A Quiet Place.
0: Shoot. We're not going to quibble over articles. Okay. <laughs> Kells? Oh, with A Quiet Place. Ten points for Neil, five points for Kells, and I, I've got to say I'm a little disappointed. I'm not. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think you're doing a fine job, Kells.
0: Oh, you would. What are the scores?
1: Well, I lost even more ground that round. It's 122 to 110.
0: Ooh, Got ourselves a game. I'm going to have to bring in a ringer here in a minute. <laughs> category five is body count. Yeah. The way this is going to work, I, I had two inspirations for this category. One okay. was Neil's Amazing tribonds. And the other was The Price is Right. (laughs) Those are two very good inspirations. So I am going to name three killers. You tell me which one of those killers had the highest body count. Oh, okay. With your guess of the highest body count, give me a number. Whoever is closest to the actual value not without going over, because I think that's trademarked, <laughs> gets two points. Okay. All okay. right? Yes. Are we ready?
1: I'm assuming that if you're talking about franchises, it's across all the... It is across all. Movies.
0: I can tell you with a certainty, every single killer on this list has appeared in more than one movie.
1: And is it? Uh, does it include remakes?
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask that. It does. Okay. It is the character, not the particular franchise you're concerned with. Got it. Question number one. Who was the most lethal? Norman Bates, Jaws, or the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers? I'm locked in. Okay. Um, I'm locked in. All right, Neil, who is your most lethal killer?
1: Well, as far as I know, Norman Bates only killed a few people, maybe just one or two. And I know in Jeepers Creepers, the first movie, I think there was just one death and there were three different movies, three different Jeepers Creepers. And I think his body count shot up a little bit, but there were at least four Jaws movies and he had to have gotten... 10 people in each of those <laughs> so i went with jaws and 40. For okay the kill
2: kills i went with the creeper and i wasn't i might have overthought this one because i remember the bodies that he had plastered on the wall of whatever little room you want to call oh, it yeah. uh so i went with 50. I guess that are we including screen kills
0: or is it just the to be killed during the movie? I will clarify. These okay. are kills that occurred on screen that you saw happen. Uh, not, not supposed okay. kills or implied kills. And these, the, where I drew this list, these are also estimated, mm-hmm. but they are, the kills are on screen.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll still
0: stick with the creeper. So the correct answer is Jaws. Mm. And he had 22 kills, one of which was a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Norman Bates has a kill count of 20 because there were a lot more psychos than we'd like to admit. Really? Yeah. there are like five or six with... Tony Perkins huh. and the creeper has 20, 20 as well. So Neil, you got the correct answer and you were closest to its kill count. So 12 points for you. Cool. Good call. Our next tribond of death
1: <laughs>
0: we have Leatherface the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Mm-hmm. The Thing and pinhead Oof.
2: i'm only familiar with one of those franchises so which one the one with thomas hewitt ah. so tommy hewitt pinhead and the thing the i've thing. never seen any of those is, i'm like that this oh, multiple. multiple yeah leatherface i want to say leatherface's count is pretty low Well, lower than you would expect Leatherface to have. Huh. Okay. I'm locked in. Neil?
1: So, yeah, based on the fact that there's only two Thing movies, I kind of eliminated that one because there's a pretty limited cast. So I'm guessing he's like around 10. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's a bunch of those movies, and Leatherface did kind of get around, but I know there were 10 different Hellraiser movies. I haven't really watched that many of them, but I'm assuming that Pinhead gets the nod on this one, and I guess 30 kills.
2: Kills? I also went with Pinhead, but I
0: went with 50 again. Well, you both had the correct killer. Pinhead had the most kills of those three. The Thing has 20 kills over those two movies. Leatherface has 30 And Pinhead had 35. Neil, you were the closest. Two points for you. All right. Tribond of Death number three. (laughs) Fate from the Final Destination films. And before (laughs) you ask, this count is the people who eluded death, not the people on the plane in the very beginning of the first movie. I figured uh, Ghostface from the Scream franchise and Jigsaw from Saw. I'm locked in. Also locked in. Neil, who is your most prolific
1: killer? So I was the the Saw one, the Jigsaw one that's a little bit confusing because there were actually a few different people who kind of acted as Jigsaw. But um I don't think Jigsaw's Uh, death count was as high as Fates. So I went with Fate from Final Destination with 30 again.
2: Kells? I also went with Fate and I'm sticking
0: with 50. Fate had a very very solid kill count of 39. Ghostface had 49 and Jigsaw is is credited with 60 kills. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Wow. I
1: take a little bit of uh I'm not sure I like that you one. Take Umbrage. Because that's
0: that's another thing. There were multiple ghost faces too. That's just the character of ghost face. Not mm. the individual, it's the character. You can take it up at the home office if you like. Um, oh, you, man. So. <laughs> well, well away, as long man. as Kells did, didn't get it. didn't get it either. It's a wash.
2: I mean I'm a- I mean, I'm a Ghostface fan. He's one of my favorite Wu-Tang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and question four, in the tri-bond of death body count category, we're going with the big three guys. We're going oh. with Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy mm-hmm. Krueger. Who's the most lethal? I'm locked in. Well, yeah, I'm locked in.
1: I also am locked in.
2: Kells, what do you got? I went with Jason Voorhees, and I said one hundred and fifty.
0: Neil,
1: well, my answer was—I think I actually—I think I actually addressed this once on a, on a previous episode. I'm pretty sure it's Jason, and I also answered one hundred and fifty kills.
0: The correct answer is Jason Voorhees, and he did have the most kills, at one hundred and forty-six. so bonus points all around strangely enough which freddy krueger only has 39 over the span of like 14 movies
1: he did the whole dream thing so he didn't really he didn't really get out there and uh and kill a whole bunch of people
0: michael myers for your edification has 107 i figured it'd be kind of high but
2: i felt like he didn't really kill like a lot of people in each movie it helps
0: to have 900 movies it does
1: yeah i don't think i don't think uh, michael had that had as many movies as jason yeah but jason went on jason went on some pretty major uh killing sprees that i think boosted his numbers
0: yeah well coffee is for closers so <laughs> neil what are the scores after round five
1: Kells has 134, and I have 158.
0: All right. Our final category, before the final, in the horror movie quiz is all about monsters. Question number one. Lawrence Talbot is the Wolfman. How many actors have portrayed the Wolfman? And there is a bonus. If you can name them, you get one point each.
2: And this is specifically The Wolfman.
0: The Wolfman. Not a werewolf. Got you. Essentially, the question is, how many actors have played Lawrence Talbot, The Wolfman?
1: Okay. I'm locked in.
0: I'm also going to lock in. Neil, what is your answer?
1: I guessed four actors, because I really have no idea. And I'm pretty sure one of them was Lon Chaney. And that's the only the only actor I could guess.
0: Okay. Kels?
2: I went with five. And I said uh, Charles Lawton, Boris Karloff, Benicio Del Toro, and
0: Lon Chaney. The correct answer is two. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lon Chaney, Jr., You each got that. And Benicio Del Toro.
2: Oh, that was shot in the dark. I just knew he played a wolf, man.
0: So, Neil, you got one point. Kel's got 2
2: we We're losing
1: ground again.
0: (laughs) Point at a time, Neil. Watch out. Question number two. Name the titular creature stalking a hapless family during the holidays. Locked in.
1: I've kind of got two answers, but I'm gonna guess you're going with the one that I just locked in with.
0: I right, let's well let's see Neil.
1: So I locked in with Krampus, but I feel like the Baba Duke could be an answer to that question too. But I could be wrong about that.
0: Kells? Oh with the wet bandits. I'm just joking. i went with Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> the wet bandits. Uh the correct answer, the, one, the answer I was looking for, is Krampus. Question number three. What is the designation for the subterranean monsters featured in the 1990 film Tremors? Locked in. All
1: right. I'm locked in.
0: Uh, Kells, what's your answer? I believe they were
2: affectionately named Graboids.
0: Neil. I also hope you were looking for the word graboids. It's not often I say this, but yes, I was looking for the word graboids. (laughs) Often, like everyone. (laughs) And our final question, before the big final extravaganza. A fine example of German expressionism, Nosferatu, is a classic of cinema. What year was it released in the United States? within two years. And a bonus is who played Nosferatu? I'm locked in.
1: I'm locked in.
2: Kells? I I think the movie came out in 22, but I'm guessing, by the way, the question was phrased that it was a little later getting here. So I said 1925 and I believe the actor who played Nosferatu was surprisingly Batman Returns villain Max Shrek. <laughs> Neil.
1: Yeah, I also thought that it came out in the early twenties, but based on the way you phrased the question, I assumed it was a little bit later for uh, for the U.S. release. And since they didn't have satellites and internet and stuff, I figured it'd take a few years for it to get across the the pond. So I went with 1928, and I have no idea. I couldn't name a German actor from the 1920s if I had to. Although now I would guess Max Schreck, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> well, Kells, you got the bonus. It was Max Schreck, and the U.S. release was 1929. Oh. You were so close, Kells.
1: So at the, re- at the end of the regular rounds, the final scores are Neil with 189 and Kells with 158.
0: Still anybody's game. Hmm. Depends on this final question. Well, uh, the Academy Awards are an important what? are an important oh, God. are an important milestone in movie history. They're you know they they tend to signify excellence in cinema, or at least as those that excellence decided upon by the voters in the Academy. Sometimes they're just sympathies. Sometimes though. they are. We're not. Yes, I completely agree. I have in front of me a list of every horror movie to ever win an Academy Award for anything, for, for anything, for anything. Wow. There are 21 films in the history of the Academy Awards that you would classify as a horror movie to win an Academy Award. I just need you guys to name 10.
2: Uh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother, the Trivia Rose. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, bubba. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. I roll with this list. I'm concerned with some of these movies. I don't know how they're how they'll be classified.
1: I've got 10 most of which are actual movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got 10. As is tradition, Kels, you are trailing right now, so why don't you give me your list? All right. I went with
2: uh, for sure screenplay winner, Get Out. Okay. Sixth Cents, The Exorcist, The Silence of the Lambs, Jaws, Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, Poltergeist, uh, Best Actress winner, Kathy Bates' performance in Misery, and Psycho. Okay. Neil?
1: I think Kells has a much better list and I'm a little bit worried right now. I went with uh, Jaws, uh, The Exorcist, Misery silence of the lambs is sometimes considered to be a horror movie so i'm kind of hoping that that's in your list um i did remember that uh get out won something recently i hope that black swan won something i'm kind of hoping that alien maybe won something for special effects um interview with the vampire just because i'm a huge tom cruise fan (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Not really. laughs> and then uh i went with cloverfield just because and pixels because it was a horrible movie, not a
0: horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> different awards yes. yeah just for clarification <laughs> this is the horror movie pro- podcast not the horrible movie podcast
1: <laughs> in retrospect i should have remembered uh, the sixth sense because we just had a question about that
0: it's the only reason I got it. Well, according to my list that I have, The Sixth Sense didn't win an award. But I will double check. I'm pretty sure it didn't. I know it got nominated. Let me make sure. It can't all be won. I'm just going to make sure because this was a big list because the list that I culled from was Oscar nominees. So it was it was a large list. It did not win an Academy Award. It was nominated for six. Did not win an Academy Award. Win one? It got color purpled. It did. So, here's the list that I have. Okay. 1932, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde won for Best Actor. 1940, Rebecca won Best Picture. That's a horror movie? Yeah. 1945, Picture of Dorian Gray. One, Cinematography. 1968, Mm -hmm. Rosemary's Baby. Oh. 1973, Exorcist. 1975, Jaws. 1976, The Omen. 1979, Alien. For Visual Effects. 1981 was American Werewolf in London for Makeup. 1986, Aliens won uh, two awards. 1986, The Fly won for Makeup. 1990, Misery for Best Actress. Misery. 1991, Silence of the Lambs won a bunch. Sweep. Clean sweep. 1992 Brom stoker's dracula won three awards 1999 sleepy hollow won for art direction 2006 pan's labyrinth won three awards mm-hmm. 2007 sweeney todd one and barbara Street. <laughs> uh, in 2010 was a banner year for for uh Horror movies at the Oscars. Wolfman won for makeup and Natalie Portman won Best Actress for Black Swan. 2017, The Shape of Water and Get Out in the same year for screenplays. So by my count, both Neil and Kells got seven correct. Am I wrong? I definitely got seven.
1: That sounds about right to me. I mean, who's going to quibble over a few points?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I would if I had a leg to stand on.
1: So that brings our final scores to Kels with 228 and Neil with 259. It's still anybody's... Oh, wait, no, it's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Neil. On an excellent win and... Thus proving why we make you write questions.
2: Because <laughs> this gets old fast.
0: Kells,
1: you are the one that wins like five games in a row. That's because so. you
2: stopped playing.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, how do you think how do you think Andy and Davo feel?
2: They'll be okay. They they're young, they'll bounce back.
0: Wow. Wow. I thought you were gonna say they're used to losing. Yes. Ooh. That would be me. That would oh my gosh. <laughs> so thank you guys for playing tonight and hanging out with me for a bit of horror movie
2: trivia great questions and thank you Susan L for
0: the suggestion thank you mom of the show Susan L so from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast this is Devo with Kells I guess next time I'm gonna need
2: a bigger boat (laughs) And
0: Neil.
1: So there's no way to pick just a single quote. So uh, I've got a quote medley here for you. Ooh. Oh, I got to take one out because Kel's just used it. <laughs> They're here. Here's Johnny. I see dead people. A boy's best friend is his mother. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> That's
2: all I got. Oh dude, I'm so mad that I didn't use the lotion one. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. If I could do voices
1: I would have done it better.
2: Uh greetings and salutations all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter. At Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal. You can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own web page. It's com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon. Where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44. And I'm glad you joined us. I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.